This is Offstage and On the Air, performance number 709. My name is Lisa Sheps. I am joined by my guest co-host, G. Benjamin Bazan. Hi. Hola, hola. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me, Lisa. (laughs) You are listening to us on KOOP HD1 HD3 Hornsby, streaming live at koop.org. Remember, if it's theater, it's on Offstage and On the Air. Don't go away. Step right up. The show's about to begin Forget your troubles and raise your cup Step right up Feast your eyes on the wonders of this world Oh yeah Gimme, gimme that thing It is Wednesday, March 1st, 2023. On the show today, we have the stage Austin and their show Pageant. And now is our fall membership drive. So get out those wallets and get those fingers ready for dialing. And of course, we will have lively discussions of the world of theater in Austin, New York, Chicago, Detroit, and Schenectady. Don't go away. Okay, thank you, Sutton Foster. That gimme gimme, that's the that is the theme for today's show. Gimme gimme. It is our fall membership or spring membership drive. Uh, you can call us at 512-472-5667. G Benjamin Bazan. Hey, how are you? Great, I'm great. Bring that microphone right up to your mouth. I'm so sorry. As you can see, it's my first time anyone lets me into a place like this. Yeah. So this is new. I'm so happy to have you. I'm so happy to have you guest co-hosting. Thank you for taking me up on on the opportunity. Yeah, you watch out what you ask for. You may get it. I know. It was so (laughs) it's quicker than I expected. Uh, And we have Mr. Kim Simpson here. And I'm still just kind of loitering about fidgeting and tapping my feet. To completely loiter, (laughs) you know, we we spend a lot of time thanking you and saying how great great you are oh, uh, after you. you leave the studio but here you are in the studio so i'm gonna Lisa, tell you to your I face i appreciate it and i feel it we I really it love you, uh international love folk bazaar and everything you bring and uh you know if people want to continue hearing you we need to uh get those phones moving 512 well, you know what somebody did just be that's why i'm still sticking around because i want to oh, make sure because to of that thank you to hannah okay. die hannah thank you so much hannah you you say you thank said you so you said thanks, and now I'm saying thanks to you. And you know what? You are eligible for a little box of Turkish candy box that I'm going to be sending candy. you, putting it in a little box, sending it with care and love and a big sense of gratitude. Thank you so much. It, it looked so lovely that I took a picture of it with my camera. Yeah. That's a... That's all. That's all I wanted to say about uh, full of exoticism and variety. About I was, that, I was, I was just going to say we really appreciate the the pledge, Hannah. It's, uh, some might say that this pledge is to die for. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to be like Hannah, you can dial five one two four seven two. Hannah Die. Hannah Die is her name. That's why I made that joke. Got it. Yeah. Hannah Die. But uh, <laughs> this is my third time to try to get our phone number out, and I'm gonna do it. So, so nobody else speak until I finish saying this phone number. It is five one two four seven two five six six seven. Now anybody can speak. Uh, you can uh, call that number to make a uh, donation by our handy dandy phone answering uh, phone answers back there. I don't know. I don't know who's there, um, but they're there. They're working. 
Uh, and uh, you can also do it online by going to koop.org and hitting the big blue button. Um, DJ Harris, I'm going to ask you to step up to the microphone for just a little second. Hey, Lisa. Hey, DJ Harris. DJ Harris, who hosts Graveside Service Saturdays at 9 a.m. You betcha. Uh, and has been here so much longer than me. But, well, well, it's so much longer. A little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Uh, you're operating as producer here in the, in the studio. Yes, sir. Uh, what I, do you want people to do? I want people to call 512-472-5667 or go to koop.org and become a member. Renew your membership. Thank Lisa for all of the great work that she does here at Co-op and all over Austin. All over the place. Everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, everywhere. yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally everywhere. Yeah, I was up at Lamar and Barton Springs the other day uh, doing donuts oh, in my I, car. I saw you on TV. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, DJ. 512-472-5667. This is so important for you. I really want our theater community to... Uh, Answer the call and support Co-op. Become a member today. Uh, we do have thank you gifts. If you uh, if you go and we have a lovely T-shirt, uh, which has a, a old-timey radio on it. Uh, we got socks. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes socks. Tube socks. Uh, and a bandana. Or a bandana. Yeah, depends. I, I, I understood it that time. I, I didn't understand <laughs> didn't, it the first time. Didn't get it the first but the time. second time, I really, I really tuned into it. Thank you, Lisa. I, I am hopelessly American. Uh, so let's uh, let's introduce the folks that are here with us in the studio. Uh, if I can find that piece of paper. Uh, but we have Jim Lindsay. Hi, Jim. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having us. You Woo! are welcome. Michael Reyna, welcome back. Hey, nice to see you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Michael, uh, Michael Reyna, I just read that one. <laughs> James Monreal. Yeah. Oh, you know what, James? I'm going to turn your microphone on. Say oh, that again. Now you can hear me. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Take two. Uh, and JP Ponce. Hello. Welcome, you guys. Lisa. So we're going to talk about stuff that's going on. Uh, and while we're talking about this, you can always call 472-5, uh, 512-472-5667 uh, and donate while we're talking. Uh, I won't, will not get my feelings hurt. Uh, and those of you that listen on the podcast, you it's not too late for you to go to koop.org and uh, do the same thing. We've had a couple of openings, uh, and one was the the thing I was looking forward to. Anybody familiar with the the uh, show, the sign in Sydney Bluestein's window? No, mm-hmm. no. Well, I'm surprised, Michael, because you know we talked about it on the show two weeks ago. <laughs> you did, you did. I'm sorry. I'm not, <laughs> I listen on the podcast. I'm not at that yeah, episode. Our, well, I'm a binger. You, oh, okay. I'll got binge it. tonight in the, in the dressing room while we get ready. Well, to remind folks, this is the Lorraine Hansberry play. Uh, that opened in uh, originally in 1964, uh, and it uh, it played for just three months. Didn't do really well, uh, and a lot of people uh, sort of think it's because it's not a black play. It's a, the cast is not black. It's about a, a Jewish family, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was kind of pigeonholed as being that person that writes black theater. Of course, uh, she wrote Raisin in the Sun. Yes, she uh-huh. did. Yes, she did. Um, so it opened, uh, you know what? I totally forgot where, uh, oh, it opened at BAM, uh, Brooklyn Academy of Music. And I swear to God, every time I read a, uh, review written by, um, uh, oh, <laughs> Jesse Green, I don't know whether he likes it or doesn't like it. <laughs> I don't know what the show's about. This is, uh, this is no real a- exception, but, uh-oh. We have a problem with, oh, okay. Uh, I do, I write all my notes on my, on my, and I just, my, with my finger, 
I moved all my underlines. Mm. So, so this will be interesting. Um, <laughs> but uh, so this is the two stars are Oscar Isaac and Rachel Brosnahan. Uh, but they say it's, uh, he says it's hard to discern satisfying emotional shape with this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, which I thought was kind of interesting. And by the way, Raising in the Sun, first black play written by a woman to be produced on Broadway. Ooh. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Look yeah, at no. that. Oh, I'm Literally, moved. girl power. <laughs> I, I keep moving the lines. Um, I'm going to read this quote from this review. Uh, the focus of the satire is Isaac's character, Sidney Brewstein, a progressive Jew who progresses from failure to failure. His ludicrous nightclub called Walden Pond had just gone under as an act, had just gone under as the action starts in the cramped village apartment he shares with his wife, Iris. And now, to her chagrin, he's finagled himself the ownership of a neighborhood newspaper. Um, and so it's all about this business that's evidently not doing very well. Uh, and um, it's... It, yes, Jim. So, yeah, so I, I don't know this play. I am an aficionado of A Raisin in the Sun. So I am wondering, is this a play, maybe you know Lisa, that... I do where, know Lisa. Where, where um, <laughs> Lorraine Hansberry continues to explore that that crucial climb to that American dream. Is this, is this that sort of play as well? I, I think maybe in a, in a modest way. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly it doesn't have the, the issues around uh, race that Raisin in the Sun has. Um, but they do have, uh, and for 1964, it's pretty big. They do have um, a uh, mixed race child. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. Wow. Um, so Brosnahan got really good notices, according to Jesse Green. Um, and the, the women in the play are sort of attacking the patriarchy, which is also another thing that's very odd for 1964, Mm. uh, is the women were the strong characters. Um, but he also says the play too often feels overwhelmed with itself. Uh, and then he said during the second half, this is really weird. Uh, some of the characters leave the set and they go sit in the audience and watch. (laughs) I know. <laughs> DJ Harris is off on the side laughing at me. Which, <laughs> story of my life. Uh, now, Lorraine Hansberry was sick as she wrote this. Uh, she was too sick to do any rewrites. She died, I think, just uh, two months after it opened. Mm. And so they think, he, Jesse Green posits that this, the play was not as strong as it could have been because she wasn't able to fix during previews. Mm-hmm. Uh, her husband did some work with it after uh, she died, but um, evidently didn't really do well. So, kind of mixed reviews for this one. Hmm. I'm not too familiar with Raising in the Sun. Uh, I'm from Deep South Texas, and we didn't really uh, read that book. So, uh, this is all fascinating. Because you didn't have me for English. Yeah, and mm-hmm. are you an English teacher? Yes, I wow. was for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I taught it every year for 15 years. We, uh, I remember their eyes were watching God. That was one of the books Ooh. that we read. Yep. Well, uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean no, that. I love it. Where this is, we, we'd like to talk about educational stuff here on off stage and on the air, especially if it doesn't have anything to do with theater. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> a read, Mom. I know. I, know. I, oh, I cannot Lisa. help. Found the underlines. She found the underlines. She found them. <laughs> there is another review uh, of uh, off Broadway production of the Seagull Woodstock, New York. Mm. Uh, it's Chekhov comes to the Catskills. Uh, which I just want to state, as some as a New Yorker, Woodstock is not in the Catskills. 
No. <laughs> yeah, it's far north of the Catskills, but I'm just going to say that. Anyway, uh, other people that uh, don't live here. Somebody was, I was talking to somebody, and they, they were talking about um, somewhere up in the Adirondacks, and they called that the Catskills, and I said, I don't think so. Um, but who's, is everybody familiar with The Seagull? It's like one of the most done plays. I saw a production at um, Juilliard back okay. many, many years ago. Okay, flex. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I was not Just in a humble my, flex. Okay, yeah. A friend from Very high school was, was in the company. I was, I was nowhere just near talking that. about Juilliard the other day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and Ben, you just gave me, you just did, uh, you did a sort of a wavy motion with your hand, uh, which does not work on radio. Cannot see. I should stop flossing my teeth. I I did warn my guests ahead of time. Is it because I engineer my own show? If I if I have to say something, yeah. So you were going, ah, you know, like (laughs) Michelle and I said, not. But this is interesting. That the seagull is one of the um, the most. uh, uh, Oh God, what's the word? Uh, Adapted plays out there. Everybody does uh, the seagull. Uh, it's a tragic comedy. Uh, extra credit for people that can tell me when it was written. Eighteen ninety-six. Extra credit. Oh wow! Eighteen ninety-six. I was five years old. Um, <laughs> eighteen ninety-six. That was, uh, I think, the year that uh, my tribal leader was captured. No, it was eighteen forty-six. Yeah, there you go. Uh, just, a, just a few. <laughs> whole, just a couple. Hey, at least I know it. Y'all don't. That is a whole other story. So this is a show that's done at Pershing Square Signature uh, Center, uh, directed by, uh, or written, or adapted by Thomas Bradshaw. Uh, And one of the things, and again, this is, um, I almost said Mel Gusso. That shows you how old I am. Uh, This is also Jesse Green. He says, the first question to ask approaching these rehashes uh, is, do they make any sense if you don't know the source? Which I have to admit, I'm one of those people. I don't know the seagull very well. Uh, and the second question is, do they add anything to it? Um, and uh, he said with this production, Scott Ellis directed it, uh, yes to the first one. Uh, it, you can watch this without knowing the source material. Uh, but he also says uh, Scott Ellis's production is a bit pokey. Hmm. Ooh, I, yeah, pokey. I don't know. Pokey. I don't know. Pokey. Um, pokey. So uh, they the, must have cut out that dance number in the second. They act. did because <laughs> <laughs> it was too hokey. They wanted it was too hokey pokey. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, this this seagull around. takes place in uh, upstate New York in Woodstock. Uh, and I have to say this, you know, since we're since we keep going off in tangents, uh, a friend of mine lived in Woodstock, and we uh, volunteered to serve Christmas dinner to the houseless people. Uh, this was crazy because these houseless people, most of them were by uh, by choice, and they were all a bunch of old hippies. So it was a huge party. We had so oh much my fun. Gosh. Uh, it was great. Um, anyway, uh, Jesse Green says, short of fulfilling a union requirement, there's no reason for playwrights to keep pickpocketing Chekhov. Um, so and then he says, oh, and then I also realized that's why that's what we do anyway. So. I think sort of if you review as well. Yeah. Just going to say that. Uh, so those are the, the two openings we have here. And then we're going to just take a moment to remind folks that this is our spring membership drive. And we want you to get out your phones, get out your computers, and dial uh, 512-472-5667. Um, and um, Ben, and you, uh, the first ever? piece of music we played was from uh, 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 
Thoroughly Modern Millie, sung by Miss Sutton Foster, called Gimme Gimme, because that's what I'm saying to you. Uh, And this is actually a really fun song. Again, it's about money, because that's what we're all about right now. This is from the New Faces of 1952. This is Virginia DeLuce uh, singing, He Takes Me Off His Income Taxes. We'll be right back. He takes me off his income tax. So when he buys my uh, G. Ben Bazan. Mm-hmm. I'm right um, here. I'm I don't ready. know. I just wanted to say your name. Yeah, I know. It rolls off the tongue uh, fast. It does. Right? It, it rolls off the tongue. It, yeah, wow. Tri- ah, trippingly yes. off yeah, the tongue. Your honestly are getting better. So let's talk about pageant. Uh, this <gasps> is the, the stage oh, office. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It's like <laughs> Outcast is back. <laughs> <laughs> We are in so much trouble. <laughs> uh, so we have uh, the director of the piece, Jim Lindsay. Hi, Jim. Hello. Uh, and then uh, Michael Reyna. Hey, what, y'all. Tell us what role you're playing in the show. I am playing Miss Bible Belt. Miss Bible Belt. Uh, yes. She okay. Is, uh, she is, uh, you know, Lord worshiping. Not scared of him, though, but she is, she is worshiping of him. She's worshiping of him. Okay, James <laughs> Monreal. Oh, hi. <laughs> what are you playing? I am playing Consuela Manuela Rafaela Lopez. Oh, Miss Industrial bien. Northeast. And she has a Spanish accent, too. So rolling the R's. Es is Samero. Mm-hmm. Come on, gente. Rock on. <laughs> yes. And uh, J.P. Ponce. I am playing Miss Karma Quinn, and she is Miss West Coast. Okay. She's very one with the world. Of course she is. Um, she is free-spirited, mm. and she just loves everything. Okay, well, I have to say, so here, uh, you know, we're see, we don't have the, the uh, video running, so people can't see, but as I look at you, uh, you kind of all seem, and you may not be, but you, to my eyes, you seem male-identified, but you just introduced yourself as female character names. Mm. What does that mean? That means that we are dressed up as women in the show. What? Yes. Mm-hmm. Not n- not women. so much as drag queens, but mm-hmm. yes, dressed up as women. Oh, oh okay. Yes. All right. Yes. They're natural born okay. females. You want to explain the, the difference there to uh, our audience? Well, I, I'm also known as as Cheeky. We won't say my last name because I don't think I can on air. But, okay. but Cheeky, good. so I am a local drag queen as yep. well. So very great drag bunch. Great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Check us out sometime. So yeah, so there's a there's a and and people are learning about this. You know, back back in the day, uh, drag was just any anybody uh, transgressing their gender, uh, and now we really understand that drag is a performance art mm-hmm. and something Definitely. relatively specific. Definitely. Yeah. So this is not considered drag. No, no. no okay. It's oh, okay. we are we are dressed as women. So I guess that Shakespearean sort of definition of drag. Um, uh, we're not doing death drops and lip syncing to songs and you know in in a nightclub we are on the stage and uh presenting it as women excellent jim tell us in a nutshell what uh what is this show about for people that don't know it yeah i'd be happy to tell you about that so pageant is an actual it's a book musical so it has a script and it has songs and it has characters but it has a different ending every night Because it is actually a musical, but it is also a beauty pageant. So our performers are competing for the crown of what we call Miss Glamouress. Yes. Okay, yes. And we will bring our audience into the house of Glamouress, and we will choose at random every performance who will be those judges. So we'll have a different ending every night. So I could come see this show and be tasked to be a judge. You can. 
And I could be you sitting may. next to Lisa, and I won't be tasked to be a judge, but I could be sitting next to Lisa while she's tasked as a judge. <laughs> may or you may or may not be. We need five judges, <gasps> so there's two right there. there wow! I just need three well, people to sit next to you, and I'm good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we're scoring a perfect ten right now. I, wow! Wow! <laughs> so this is uh, you've got uh, six contestants and a, six contestants and an MC. Okay, yes. uh, who are the other performers doing the other three contestants, and who's doing the MC? Okay, we're gonna get uh, yes, JP. Yeah. Um, so so the, yes. we have Miss um, Texas, who's played by Boys. What's his last name? Templin. Templin. Hey, boys. Um, <laughs> we have Rick, who's playing Frankie Cavalier. Rick Falcons. And we, oh, yes. And we also have um, Kurt Kelso, who is playing Miss Deep South. Of course. And um, all of them do an incredible job. They really embody the character. Um, it's so amazing to see the progression of rehearsals from start to finish and working into the... Um, working into the stage now and seeing their characters develop, seeing my character develop, I mean, from start to now is a complete transition. So, uh, so awesome. Wonderful. Uh, you know, pageant has been part of my life since I moved to Austin. When I first moved here, uh, the original co-host was Stuart Moulton. Uh, and like right when I hooked up with Stuart, he was uh, producing a production of pageant at uh, Arts on Real. Uh, and among the stars was Valdo Perez, uh, may he rest in peace. So uh, just want to throw that out. So I feel like pageant is part of my, my Austin culture. Wow. And yeah, so thank you that. for presenting yeah. it. Yes. Part yes. of mine too, Lisa, because I did direct the show seven years ago, just oh. next door at City Theater. Right. I actually have done the show myself three times in the Dallas market. So this is my fifth time, Oy. my wow. fifth engagement with pageant. I can't seem to shake this show. What, uh, <laughs> can I ask a question? Yes. Is it, what's different about this time around? It's bigger. Oh. It's bigger. <laughs> and it's okay. pinker. Uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. uh, it Does is very pink. not me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take another little break to talk about a membership drive. But before we do, just remind folks where they can go to get information about this show. Yes. To, to learn more about pageant, you may go to thestageaustin.com. O-R-G. Dot org. Uh, or com, whatever. Or you can also go One to groundfloortheater.org, and there's a link right there. Actually, I can answer, I have It's dot .com, thestageaustin.com. Um, so I want to just remind folks that we are in the middle of our membership drive. Uh, you can get to us by dialing 512 We're going to take another break, uh, and we're going to listen to from pageant, Banking on Jesus. We will be right back. Let's uh, let's continue our. Uh, <laughs> wow, our Lisa. yes, yes, Lisa. I cannot roll my R's to save my life. Well, I just you're a bad Mexican, God. JP. <laughs> the rest of us can. <laughs> Did this turn into ASMR? Flick the tongue now? a little faster now. <laughs> okay, we're gonna stop. All right, because I lost control. Uh, so. Jim, you guys have a uh, special guest this weekend, do you not? Yes, we open this weekend, open Friday night at the Ground Floor Theater. And uh, at the Ground Floor, the beloved. The beloved. Ground Floor Theater. Mm -hmm. And um, our wonderful uh, guest who's going to be hosting each of the shows this weekend is season six, RuPaul's Drag Race star, Laganja Estranja. What? No. Yes. When? Where? Yes. I will tell you. (laughs) you. (laughs) If you go to... TheStageAustin.com. 
Austin.com. TheStageAustin.com. Yes, you'll okay. see that we have a show Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. TheStageAustin.com. So Got it. What is this special guest going to do? What, what oh, we're gonna, I, if I go this weekend, what do I see? Wait, tell me. Well, we have a, a, an opportunity for a meet and greet. Uh-huh. And she's going to be uh, starting the show for us, so she'll be uh, with the audience um, uh, doing a warm-up and then doing a little visiting in the intermission, and um, I think everybody's going to have a, a great time with that. I love That's my that. opinion. Ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> Amazing. And yes. I assume they are, uh, they are going to be in drag? When they're there, we'll see them in, in all of their glory? Yes, she will. She will be Amazing. there in well, all cannot, of her glory. I cannot wait. I get to meet her because I'm going to be there. I happen to know the person that runs that theater. You know, I've heard a lot of interesting things about that person. <laughs> you have so many connections, <laughs> all Lisa. True. It's wild. <laughs> So you guys are going to, y'all are going to do a, a song for us, yes? Oh, yes. yes. What? Uh, Allegedly. So, yeah, yeah, Allegedly. <laughs> uh, this is the song mm-hmm. Girl Power. Tell us, uh, does it need any kind of setting up? Um, so this song comes in the competition. It's, it's our uh, athletic competition. So, so think very uh, traditional values of how uh, women used to be thought of. And we are portraying that sort of mindset in this yes. song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this is J.P. Ponce, Michael Reyna. Eh, I said Reyna. I appreciate uh, it. James <laughs> Montreal. <laughs> Uh, doing a number from the Stage Austin's production of Pageant. You guys ready? Yes. Ready? Five, six, seven, eight. We've got the power and the power is feminine. Girl power. And with the power we can catch someone masculine. Girl power. If you want a husband, if you want a flame, feel the burn until you know you can win. So work it out and tuck your tummies in. If you want a guy, you've got the power to stay thin. Girl power. Girl power. All right, girl. Girl power. I really don't like sweating. This ball is heavy. Oh, thank goodness. Girl power. Wee. Ooh. Uh-huh. Wee. All right, girls, here we go. You ready? Oh, my God. Time for the kicks. Oh, oh we can do it. Oh, my gosh, this ball. Ah! I fell. It's really heavy. <laughs> Okay. I've never sweated. You ready to pass them? Oh my god, don't throw it at my face. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god, that was close. Oh my goodness. Okay, one more. <laughs> These are extra bouncy. Yeah. Ouch. No matter what complaints you get from guys, you know that really they adore it. They know that they're the reason for it. Just keep your eyes upon the prize. Huh. Oh my god. There's more. Jump rope. Come on. Girl power. I better win for this. Girl power. We. I don't even know how to work this thing. Time with the maple. We got the power and it's bottomless. Cause at Glamorous, we take the power all the way. Girl 
power. Let's jump. We. Wow, they could not see that, Lisa. You got to tell them what they couldn't see, Lisa. I have to tell you that I think maybe in the 15 years that we've been doing this show, I think this is the first dance break we've had on the show. <laughs> wow, because, so many you know, it is radio. That lots of kicks. I can't believe I could do my back somersault, uh, back handspring <laughs> somersault with the microphone and headphones on. I it finally wild. hit my full split. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Oh Honestly, goodness. the best full split I've ever seen. <laughs> Y'all don't see that person I've heard that is. That looks like a lot of fun. Now, there's three of you. I'm assuming that when we do this in the number, it's all six? Yes. yes. Six, yes. Amazing. That, yes. Is, that is really great. Uh, and who's choreographing this uh, show? Well, I did some of the staging myself, but um, my choreographer, her name is Laura Lund. Um, uh-huh. We choreographed the show together um, last time we did it um, in 2016. And uh, what I love about Laura's, um, uh, what she brings to our show is that she knows pageants because she was a pageant girl <laughs> back oh, in Humble, Texas. Yeah. And I know this show really well. So we put us together and we kind of know what we're doing. And it just gets pinker and pinker as the day goes on. And, hmm. uh, it's, it's amazing. Lovely. It sounds like a lot of fun. So would we say, are we going to bring the kiddos to this show uh, I'd, I'd say um, that is a personal choice that mm-hmm. I would not necessarily like PG-13 um, yeah I would say PG-13 yeah. Lisa I don't mean to interrupt but I've got some good news we've got a new pledge oh great wonderful we'll, we'll just take a little break and talk about that right now then who is it uh, uh, we've got Carolee Biddle from New Berlin uh, Wisconsin Wisconsin wow Carolee Carolee is a big supporter of this show, longtime fan. I love you, Carolee. I miss you. Carolee and I lived in Chicago together, and we walked our dogs. Uh, Carolee, this is just for you. Uh, So everybody else who's listening, just tune out for a little second. Uh, I got a new dog. Her name is Foxtrot. You'll have to meet her. Uh, So uh, I want to go back to the show here. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm going to... Well, first of all, before I do that, tell folks one more time where they can get information, when you open, and how long you play. Yeah, we open on Friday night, March 3rd. We're doing about 15 shows between March 3rd and March 18th. And you can go and find information about the show, including tickets, at thestageaustin.com. You can also visit the Ground Floor Theater, as I like to say, the beloved Ground Floor Theater, uh, who is also helping us uh, promote it online as well. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just... want to kind of get a little serious right now, and it was actually going to be one of the things I was going to talk about in the news. But, you know, uh, and then before I do that, in all seriousness, I do need to say that the opinions expressed here on Offstage and on the air are not necessarily those of the staff or board of KOOP, but simply uh, my own opinion. Now, the right wing of this state and this country is attacking uh, gender and trans people, and mm. they are... Uh, they are trying to say that drag performances, uh, which whether or not we consider a drag performance, the greater world does, uh, they're trying to make that illegal. They're trying to say that we could get arrested for producing this show. I want to know how y'all feel about that. Well, over Ooh, 300 wow. bills were presented recently mm-hmm. um, uh, that were anti-LGBTQ. I mean, this is like within the last month. Right. So I just, I'm just trying to th- feel... That, how do you how do y'all feel? How does it make you feel? Is it is it frightening? Is it empowering? What's well, mm. it's pretty wild to me that well it, now in Tennessee they did pass the they bill. did and I think yep. at this point they have the governor has seven days still left to veto maybe six days 
And it's, it's very shocking that I could be arrested yep. if I were in Tennessee. I could be uh, fined, what, $21,000 for oh, walking wow. from my car to my yep. venue, from walking outside of my house And the venue could be shut down. Yes, uh, the wow. venue. And I could get 15 years in prison. Right. That mm-hmm. is, wow. to, to make my money to pay bills. That, to me, that is just shocking. So let me, let me just ask a question. Uh, mm-hmm. With regards to this show, and then I know, Michael, you do do drag performances. Mm-hmm. Is there anything sexual about any of this stuff? I not definitely not this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think when it comes to drag performances, there there's a t- we 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 stretch the line. We we uh, are anarchists in, in our own way and, mm-hmm. and very very punk in that sense. But it doesn't have to ne- necessarily be sexualized. No, and if right. you're doing that kind of show, that's not the kind of show the kids are going to go to. I will mm-hmm. say that we I had Drag Queen ever. Story Hour at our theater. Very proud to have had oh, them. Yes. And when I when I watched it, it was so empowering. And these kids loved it. And all the message that the drag queens gave were nothing but positivity. Uh, and uh, individualness, and they were wonderful role mo- models as yeah. far as I'm concerned. In That's general, so I, I think we always try and promote love and acceptance, equality. Mm, exactly. um, and I don't think that. I think that everyone should be encompassing that. That is yeah. that is something that's a, a very main part of human life is to love and accept your your fellow humans. Yeah. If you're not doing that, then what are you doing with your life? You know. That's right. And yeah, and I think that those those shows like offer like a, a way to celebrate the uniqueness, the like fierceness, the individuality that I feel like sometimes you know society tries to take away from us. And like you know, right. as drag performers, mm-hmm. you all get to reclaim that and Definitely. get to own. That I think so, that yeah, drag ahead. actually really helps people express themselves. Um, I'm a drag performer as well, and I know that when I become Alana, I am mm. a completely different person, mm-hmm. and I get to express myself. I'm confident. I'm mm-hmm. not shy. Um, I'm a little bit more cheeky, if you would. <laughs> um, but having the possibility of that being taken away from me scares me because then I'm like, well, what is my outlet? What is, um, I mean, because it's also an outlet for performing. It's an outlet for being on stage. It's an art form. And the potential for that being taken away from me is, is really scary because then how am I going to, um, you know, how am I going to get that creative outlet side of of, of my personality out if it's against the wall? I think so. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. You, you, like for me on top of like what the previous two just said um like for me it's also just about like my personal honestly like my gender identity you know um and even then just to you know know that once again i could step out of the house and all of a sudden as it is when we are already doing drag outside of like theater or out just in general we are already taking that chance stepping outside the Mm door and Anything, mm-hmm. anything happening mm-hmm. anywhere. Right. Yeah. Well, but, uh, yeah. go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, as far as this identity, right? Like, I think for me, I've been trying to tap into as a Latino male to my feminine energy to, like, the señoras that help raise me. You know, sure. I was around my sister and my tias a lot. And so, like, you know, drag, I feel like sometimes allows these strong female narratives to be told or female identifying narratives to be told because, you know, there are certain spaces or theater shows that don't do that sure. and don't celebrate I, that. And the I bottom... Can, oh, go ahead, Michael. 
and then in, we got it. We have to move on. Oh, sorry, I was going to say I completely connect with that. Uh, you know, also, as a Latino male, you know, you grew up very with machismo, yes, but we also grew up with very mm-hmm. strong female mm-hmm. representation mm-hmm. in your life and you always want to celebrate mm-hmm. them and so that's what I get to do in drag is celebrate those women but all, but then take it to another level yeah. you know, take it to the level that they weren't supported to, to get to because they had exactly. other things to do yeah. and I think so many younger people have so much inside of them that they feel like they can't let out whether it's right. whether it's around gender or whether it's around something else mm-hmm. uh, and with the lack of role models uh, it's it's really hard, and so uh, I'm 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 hopeful that uh, that these bills will not go much further. Here, I did uh, was at a meeting last night where I learned with regard to LGBTQ legislation. For the first time in a long time, we have more positive than negative bills out there. Uh, doesn't lessen the negativity. Well, thank you guys for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, thank you, Tell us one more time uh, when you open, when you close, and a website to go to. Pageant, the musical comedy, opens at thestageaustin.com for information at the Ground Floor Theater in Austin, Texas, Friday night, March 3rd. <laughs> March 3rd. Well, great. We're going to take a little break. While we go to break, please go to 512-472-5667 or koop.org and be a supporter and a member of this radio station. 512-472-5667 or koop.org. We're going to go out with one more from Pageant. Just because we're in Texas, we're going to go to the Texas tab. Here you go. Yeehaw. My state is the best, but we never can rest till the varmints are all on the road. Apropos to what we were talking about before, one of the pieces of news I was going to talk about. So we've had mm. a lot of instances of high school shows being canceled because of uh, queer panic mm. or uh, LGBT uh, issues. Yep. So we had uh, just recently there was the oh I, uh, there was a, a Putnam Valley Spelling Bee got canceled, and but that actually got rescheduled. Uh, mm. There was another performance of uh, I've got to find it um, of. Uh, Indecent, Paula Vogel's Indecent, which is an amazing piece, mm-hmm. uh, that got canceled and did not get rescheduled. Man. The latest thing to happen, which is just happening right now uh, in Indiana, uh, school cancels the play right after auditions when a parent found out that there were gay characters in it, Characters in it, and that's uh, hmm. Adam, I, can't, I know I'm going to kill this name, Sim, Simkowitz's. Marion or the True Tales of Robin Hood, which has a uh, gay character in it, mm-hmm. and it wasn't uh, the even the playwright says in its form for adults that's not right for kids. But there's mm-hmm. a teen version, mm-hmm. and this is the one that they uh, got rid of. Uh, the playwright says uh, my play is about inclusion, and it's a shame for a play to be shut down by bigotry in this way, and. Uh, they had a petition to try to get them to reconsider. They were aiming for 250 signatures. Uh, currently, or as the writing of this uh, piece, uh, they have 2,500 signatures to try to get that on. Whoa. But it's just such a shame that these these pieces and the ones that they've been canceling are um, thought-provoking, mm. uh, positive role models, and it just it, it makes me angry. Yeah, you said something that resonated with me, Lisa, as far as like not having the... For, for young people or people of the next generation not having those role models or those strong like guiding anchors to look towards that's like pretty sad yeah I mean I'm one of those people that grew up thinking that I was all alone in the world Mm -hmm. I honestly did there were uh, the the 
trans people in my uh, was Christine Jorgensen and Dr. Renee Richards, and that they they did not speak to me. Um, huh. So, it, and then of course, black and brown people have not been seen themselves. Uh, it's actually really interesting to to watch media now and see yeah. the amount of diversity. Uh, that that we see, and that uh, black and brown and Asian people are seeing themselves more and more Man. in like really normal mundane roles, which is what you want. Yeah. Yes, no, and that's the best thing to have, like literally ever ever happen. Yeah, we're um, getting away from just playing the stereotypes. Exactly, that, that and I th- yeah, I think this characters. is this is a this is a turning point. It's a crossroads. I feel like it's like this is a time where we like I, I don't know. At least for me and my thinking has just been reclaiming these identities and really portraying these like. We were talking about earlier machismo. These like really like complicated characters, for lack of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, so since I've been in Austin, I've definitely gotten to play the characters that weren't that mm. weren't necessarily like, oh, you're gonna be this janitor, or you're gonna yeah. be like, that mm-hmm. fat funny guy. Like, yeah. I can actually get a piece that's just like. And every man uh-huh, sort of piece uh-huh. now. Yeah. That's nice to I see as that. well. Well, thank you all for all your, your wonderful for insight. We're, gonna, we're, we're getting close to the end here. I wanted to talk about some of the stuff that's going on locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we have pageant that's opening up uh, this Friday <laughs> at my Ground Floor. Th- what? Oh, I was going to say, that's actually my second time doing the show. Oh, you did? Did I you did play it. the same role? Yes, the first time around, uh, back at City Theater. Oh, lovely. Oh, well, wow. maybe you'll get it right this time. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Last time I did two different characters. So I never got to officially win, but I always played the former queen. Sorry, so, I can't help it. I'm snarky. <laughs> uh, we love it. Lean into it some more, Lisa. So uh, <laughs> for more information about that, thestageaustin.com. Uh, these are the same things that we're playing last week. We didn't have a lot of new openings. Uh, Poetry, Sti- uh, Poetry Shift by Southwest Theater Productions is still at Trinity Street through the 4th. Cinderella is at Zach, and you're, that's a, that's a uh, spoken English and American Sign Language. The Snow over at ACC from February 16th, which has already happened. It closes on March 5th. The Real Sing, Real Sing, The Real Thing, Austin Shakespeare, is closing on the 5th. Uh, I See You, Your Scene uh, is at the Vortex through the 11th. We had them on our show last week. And, of course, Pippi Longstocking at the Scottish Rite Theater uh, is happening. And uh, I'm just going to really quickly blow through today in theater history so we can continue to talk. Uh, Sweeney Todd opened on this date in 1979. I love it. Art opened in 1998. Speaking of uh, City Theater, I saw art there done at City Theater. Sophisticated Ladies opened in 1981. Uh, Revival of Guys and Dolls in, uh, okay, come on, it won't move, it's 2009. Uh, Timbuktu opened in 1978. I remember when that opened. I had just moved to New York. Uh, Zigfield Follies of 1957 opened up on this date on in what year? 1957. There you go. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, oh, I got it. How did you know that? <laughs> Happy birthday, Kevin yes. McCollum, Brian Batt. Harry Belafonte and Lindsay Mendez. Yeah. Uh, and just so that you'll know what we're going to miss, and we, I was going to be playing Luck Be a Lady at this point, but we're not. But we're going to run right and talk to to folks about our membership drive. Lady uh, Beautiful. For one of I know. And you know what? I'm falling forward every day, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, thank you all for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so uh, much. G. Benjamin Bazan, thank you for co-hosting. G. We'll Lisa, this, this is amazing. Thank you uh, for having me. It's not G. Lisa, it's just regular. Oh, sorry, but I was going G. G. E. Come I on, Lisa. I knew what you were doing, baby. <laughs> 
but thank you. Uh, for the rest of you guys, uh, we've got Austin Common Radio, Austin Common Radio Hour coming up. I've got the hardest problem with your radio show today, uh, John. Uh, coming up next, uh, I will be joining him to uh, get you to continue your membership drive uh, ishness. Uh, I will continue to say to call 512-472-5667. I will continue to urge you to go to the website, koop.org. Uh, G. Ben Bazan, what was that website? Uh, koop.org. Yeah, that's well it. Well done. Uh, so we're going to take a little uh, break here, and this is what we're going to say to you when, we, um, when you become a member. We'll see you next week when we look at what's happening off stage and on the air. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, friends.